0: Welcome to Music Raygun, I'm Paul Campanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic, and if you go to musicraygun.com playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see everything we're talking about, right Kirk? That's very right. And you should do that as a pretty crucial part of the show, I think. Uh, yeah. You are only cheating yourself if you don't go and watch yeah, these videos. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're fucking your own lives by, you know, you, not doing it. Yeah, you
1: really are. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not only doing
0: to. yourself a disservice, but everyone around yeah, you. You're fucking up America. That's right. Yeah. Um... We don't have any corrections or clarifications. Because we nailed it. Yeah, we were perfect (laughs) in the past couple episodes. So we're just going to swing right into our topic for this episode, which is what, Kirk? Paul, we are going to talk about the funk. We're finally getting around to funk. yes. I've gotten a lot of comments from people like, you two are... The two funkiest dudes. Hey! People say, you are real funky hey, guys. Hey, you guys are funky. Why don't you talk about <laughs> funk? I've heard that on the streets. Yeah, and I say, because we don't talk about funk. We just live funk. Yeah, there. we breathe funk. We don't talk yeah, funk. Yeah, yeah. Two guys named <laughs> Kirk and Paul, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> are funky. Real funky. Yeah. No, I think we are a couple of squares i don't think yeah. we're real funky at all but i i know that you come by your funk knowledge honestly i yes. come by my funk knowledge honestly. yes we have deep love for it yeah so i feel like we kind of know what we're talking about when i was in high school in the late 90s do you remember there was uh they used to sell it on tv there was a compilation album called pure funk yeah okay yeah i didn't have that album but i had one of those like Rando, yeah, compilations. I remember it was called Millennium Funk Party. Oh, I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my friend Jeff just bought it one day at Barnes and Noble or whatever, and he just had it in his car. We listened to that for almost our entire junior and senior year oh, of high school. He was like my friend who had a car, yeah, and would drive the gang so, around. Yeah. So much so that. For Christmas, my senior year of high school, one of my stocking stuffers was my own copy of Millennium. (laughs) Yeah. This random compilation. And it just had like the greatest hits like Brick House. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. 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 And uh, I also played bass when I was in high school. Yes, I
1: have heard that. Yeah. Word on the street is that you do. And that, but in my mind, it was more punk oriented. Is that just me, like,
0: talking shit? I mean, it wasn't, I, I never, okay, when I said I played bass, I had an electric bass. Mm-hmm. I messed around on it. I was never in a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends weren't really that musical. Oh, wow. I would have liked shocked to have that, been, That's yeah.
1: amazing to
0: hear. Yeah. Uh, so, I didn't really ever really get far with my bass. Mm-hmm. I took lessons, but those were too sort of didactic and, uh, and... Theory based and actually trying oh, to teach me how yeah. to get to be a good musician. Yeah, and I remember I got to college and my sweet mate was a guitar player, so he was like, "Yeah, bring your bass over to my room and we'll jam." That and I didn't cool. know how to jam. Yeah, because I had just learned too much like actual technique and scales and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He was like. I'm the here are the chords I'm gonna play. you just play the root note and the fifth note of those chords and that's basically all you have to do. Oh, okay. I was like yeah. yeah, you just taught me how to, more about how to play the way I want to play <laughs> yeah. that I learned in months and months of lessons. Yeah. So sometimes like, it's all that just just do this yeah. and this and there you yes. go. I just wanna uh, oh, that's great Jam and have fun and play rock and roll. Did you bring your bass to LA? I didn't. Wow, I didn't shot. it's in the attic of my uncle's house not Uncle Mark different yeah. uncle wow uh, do you ever think oh, if I ever go back home I'm going to bring it back or you're like yeah. maybe but I'd rather just buy a newer nicer bass but I also don't I haven't played it in years mm-hmm. um, I got it when I was 16 it was great mm-hmm. I didn't bring it with me because when I moved here I drove across the country in oh, my car yeah. so I, I only packed what I could fit and that didn't make the cut yes. yeah. but anyway but wait Paul what you don't know this but I play bass Really? Kind of. How come you never mentioned that? I don't know. So you kind of do too.
1: Yeah, I kind of play bass too. Uh, But I started way late. Uh, It all started... My wife's best friend, uh, maybe when I was like 30 or 31, got divorced. Yeah. And then in the divorce, she got her ex-husband's bass. Okay. And she's like, I don't fucking want this thing. (laughs) And I was like, I'll take a free bass. Yeah, what kind of bass is it? It was... I don't have that one anymore. That was it was it was pretty shitty. It was a fretless. Oh, it was tough to play. Yeah, and it was, to yeah, and it was yeah. really old. But I was like, well, I'll just take a free bass. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, so I was fucking around with it, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go take a lessons. So I went to Sam Ash, which I think is still around. Maybe I don't know. What that so is. It's a big giant music store. It's okay. a chain. They have. It used to be on Sunset, on um, the Sunset Strip, and they were off in a month of like you can do a month of free lessons. Anything you want, and uh, I took bass. Yeah, and the teacher, whose name is Michelle, I got along with real well. I ended up taking private lessons with her for like two years afterwards. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and she was the one I was like, get rid of this fucking fretless. <laughs> <mess. laughs> yeah, this is did, stupid. Yeah. And so my my You're wife, not shock
0: up the story is cut it out. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's it is really hard. Yeah. So my wife and my brother, for like my thirty second birthday, got me a bass, yeah. a PB. Nice. Um, and that's the one I still have. Played for a couple more years, had kids, didn't play till again till last year.
2: Oh, so you picked it up? I again. just
1: brought it out, and because of YouTube, I'm like, oh, let me see what I can do. Yeah. And all I ever learned was like, I like even with with my teacher, I was like, I just want to learn covers. I just want to learn funk covers. Yeah. And don't and she's like, do you want to know notes? I was like, no, just like put my fingers. Where they are, and I will do that. So that's really all I can do. It's basically like being taught tabs. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't know what I'm playing, but if I can remember where my fingers go, that's what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I I would just get tabs and like learn specific songs with my sweet mate in college. Oh, that's cool. uh, Yeah, but I did have a subscription to Bass Player Magazine (laughs) for a couple of years. (laughs) Wow. uh, Where I learned a lot. In fact, the first issue I ever got had the guy from our first clip on the cover. Good segue. Good segue. Good segue. So we're going to get a little history lesson first. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, 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 we're talking about the bass, because to me it's like it's the instrument that defines funk music.
1: Yes, because it's all about the downstroke. It's all right. about the one, and that's
0: the bass. Yeah. So that's what we're going to learn about. This is like a little bit of an interview with Larry Graham from yeah. Sly and the Family Stone. Yes. Who invented a way of playing bass yes. that became basically the sound of funk music. Yes. Uh, so let's just dive into that and he's going to talk about slapping and
2: popping. Yeah, I love the slap bass. We all great. had our oh. own musical background and experiences that oh. we were allowed to contribute. To so cool band. looking. So everybody day. brought something to the table. Oh. I mean, Sly of the Family Stones are really great. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Uh,
1: I learned play, have fun in the summertime oh. from them.
0: Yeah. Which is the uh, easiest
1: thing I could learn, because that it too hard from
0: them. If anyone doesn't recognize the song they're performing, it's Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself Again. Which is great. Uh, which we're going to hear the bassline uh, from that, which is the line. It's just so yeah. heavy.
2: Those flowers, they this, Well, right now, they're dance to the music. Yeah, but they're going, going to go to, into... The whole maybe. point is, yeah. yeah. Musically, he would allow us to express ourselves
1: and... I think that that really helped the band to. And of course, you know, Larry Graham later went on to to be Prince's bassist. Oh, really? Yeah, like in the later, like maybe from like in the early mid 2000s on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's why Prince became a Jehovah's Witness.
0: Because of Larry Graham. Mm -hmm. I just taught, I just learned some trivia. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Music, so to speak.
1: Yeah, there it is. I mean that's openness so openness to
2: new ideas that allowed Larry Graham to go wild with his bass he invented a new style of playing that would become one of the sounds most associated with funk
0: it's
1: so funny, like he just came up with this
0: yeah, yeah he's, he's gonna, gonna he's, he's gonna explain how yeah Bring Slides into oh god he knows how to wear a
2: hat <laughs> he really does technique he developed playing with his mom as a kid oh my god listen to that yeah my mom decided that uh, we weren't gonna have drums anymore now i don't know if that was for economic reasons or what maybe two (laughs) people could make sanity (laughs) reasons then divided it up among three she never told me the reason but we're not gonna have drums anymore so that's when I started thumping the strings with my thumb to make up for not having that bass drum. I love that. That's the like he did it out of necessity.
1: To make yep. up for not having that backbeat on the snare drum. So it's kind of playing the drums on the bass. Uh, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: I just learned how to do this. It's not easy. It's not I could never quite get the hang of it. It's, I just, I... Maybe because all that time off, I I was like, now I can do it. Not well, but you can go, oh, he's kind of doing slap bass with this. Yeah,
0: and I always had a sense that, like, there are certain um, brands and models of bass that funk players prefer. So I wonder if it's something about the way certain basses are built, if it's like the pickups that certain basses have um, make it easier to get that sound out of it. Yeah, it might it's be probably strings. mostly technique.
1: Yeah, right? it's mostly technique. Yeah. I believe. I think it also has maybe strings
0: because mm-hmm. like uh, how high the action is or yeah, whatever.
1: When I got when I recently got my bass restrung, I didn't do it because I didn't know how. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like I went to a music place. Can you help me? Yeah, uh, a musician friend of mine. was like, hey, you know music. I like what strings should I get? He's like, just get these.
0: That's yeah. what you need. So yeah.
1: it's a little bit of strings too, but yeah, mostly it's just learning that
0: technique mm-hmm. and. It's it's the coolest thing. It's
1: so cool, and then again, it's one of those things where you're like, it looks like you're not even trying, right? Right. You're just smacking it and fucking around, but you're creating brilliant sounds. Yeah.
2: That became a huge template for every. Oh, piece of the
1: average white band. Right. So, they who, were great. Who are Scottish? Yes. Scot- song
0: who are funky as fuck? I yes, have their debut album nice. on album. It's great. Yeah. That was. Um, what's the name of their famous? Pick up the Pick up the pieces.
1: Cut the cake. Schoolgirl. Schoolboy crush.
0: Yeah. Pick up the pieces was on that millennium funk party album that i had which i'd never heard it before oh really and that was the that was one of the ones that really got me that's also in swingers so cool yes yeah yeah during their like reservoir yeah
2: exactly yeah yeah yeah. so later on other bands if you were going to play um some serious funk (laughs) you kind of had to have the bass player play my style of, of playing the bass. Yes, your style. Thank hey, you, That's it a amazing. number one that became a cornerstone of the funk. The way the bass riff left space for the rest of the band to fill in the groove showed the next generation of Funketeers how to construct a hit song out of a jam.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also just amazing where they're like, other bands must have been like, okay, yeah. the thing that Larry Graham's doing we got to do
0: that well i mean what m- must people have thought? could they even tell that it was a bass guitar or people were people going like what instrument is that yeah, i don't know that's a great question right
1: too. Like, like it's what do they what are they what instrument do we not know that they're adding and right. then maybe if
0: they saw them live they're like oh my god he's doing that to his yeah. bass." and it's not pedals no there's no like effects it's not uh a a keyboard or a synthesizer or anything, obviously. Yeah, it's just fucking It's just a weird way of playing the bass that no one had ever done before. And that sounded like nothing
1: else. And it's so standard now to think that that was, like, revolutionary because, you know, we grew up on it.
0: Yeah, like, funk just has that sound in it. Yeah. And you don't really question it anymore, but it literally, like, nothing sounded like that before. Yeah. It was just an alien sound in the music. That it must have blown people's minds yeah because you can play that like normally yeah and it's it people will be
1: like it's fine you know sure but to, to do it that way it's just a whole different world yeah yeah
2: The more space sometimes that you leave between the two you the four, and if you just play that continuously and let it just brew on the same groove over and over and over and over, and over again until it gets so powerful that is ridiculous. That's
1: like the kind <laughs> of funk that I like. And then you make the ugly face. Yes, you, you right, you do. <laughs> A.K.A. the bass <laughs> face. That's the bass fun.
0: face. Which we talked about before when we were with it. I am. I love her because their bass player makes some great she makes, face. She's,
1: she's the epitome of bass face. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to lead off with that because it's just yeah the history lesson of the sound of yes. funk. That is crucial. Yes. yes. That said, the sound of funk is so great because funk crosses over into every other genre. There's, yes. So we're going to we're gonna look at some stuff that's a little jazzy. We're going to mm. look at some stuff that's a little more rock and roll. We're, we're going to look at some stuff that's a little disco. Yep. Because funk has his fingers in yeah. all those pies. Yes. Uh, but uh, the next one is yours, and I'm real excited for it. I love the song. It was a track on Millennium Funk party. <laughs> it's I, a I pretty stone cold it. funk It's classic. a pretty,
1: yeah. It's a kool it's it's gangs Jungle Boogie. Yeah. Uh, which is my favorite song from them. I have a whole history with Cool and the Gang. That Sure, because they get a
0: little popular later, but this is like yeah. 73. Yeah, this is so, very
1: early. Yeah, um, But this is a great song used wonderfully in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a stone-cold jam. And, of course... On the Midnight Special, because it, it, where else would it be? Yeah, this is a
0: Midnight Special, so it's not going to be the studio version, because they performed stuff live on the Midnight Special, and it's which great. is why it's such a great show. Yeah, it's a
1: little faster here, but it's still fucking
0: great. Yeah, I yeah. just I want to say before we start it, even before Pulp Fiction, which came out when I was 11 or 12, yeah. I loved this song. My old man likes cool. Oh, band. that's great. He has the album it's on, and he, and I just like liked that song. And he yeah. You would, would take the album out and play it. Oh, and, that's awesome. And it's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And this, this performance is awesome. Yeah. They should have a show like this. I know we to yeah. have a show <laughs> but...
1: They really do. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. I have never tired of this song. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wait for this to kick in. Mm-hmm. And
2: then, oh, it's so
1: good. All right. So here's my history with pulling Gang. I'm a huge pulling Gang fan. Yeah. I saw them in concert twice. Really? Yes. But I was way too young for this. Sure. I saw them in the pop days. Yeah. Uh, and they were amazing. Ladies Night, etc. Ladies Night, which is a great song. And then I saw them in the mid-80s, where they were really pop. And I've read history on them and stuff like that. In this early uh, incarnation, the core of it is three brothers. Yeah. The Bell Brothers. Cool. Who my wife met at a charity event. Really? Yeah. His here's, here's a picture. And then the saxophonist, uh, oh. who I don't remember. And then the keyboardist, they're all brothers. Mm-hmm. And they all had this funk band. And as the story goes, they were the ones early on who saw the writing on the wall that like, hey, if we want to really make money, we need lead singer
0: Because <laughs> there's no lead singer. Right, it's, it's more like the meters where it's just sort yeah. of funk instrumental. It's funk
1: instrumental. And then they kind of did like the chanting and singing together. Yeah, A
0: couple of the songs they sang, but there was no real focus
1: on the lead singer.
0: Yeah, I read that... The, at least on the album track the guy who does the minimal vocals those growly like, yeah do it again like that is just like their roadie oh yeah,
1: yeah. that's very too. like none of them really wanted to be the lead yeah and so uh, I think it's gonna be the saxophone brother balance Saw this guy, uh, James JT Taylor, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he's our new lead singer." Yeah, and he's really polished. And as soon as he became lead singer, then they're like, Shh, "In the stratosphere." Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, "We're gonna make a ton of money, and we're just gonna be R&D, and then we're gonna be pop, yeah, a little less <laughs> funky." Much less funky But still great Yes yeah. They kept that funk Because then they became disco yeah. And were still very funky in disco Then the 80s came And they're like Well we're going to make Even more of an 80s And I swear I'm not talking that out of my ass But they do the theme song For Wheel of Fortune Really? Yeah
2: I'm a wheel watcher (laughs) I'm a
1: wheel watcher that's cool in the game I don't know that yeah that's their big thing that they did it's one of their last big things they did huh yeah Uh, which I think is fascinating so it's a far cry from just now where they're just bunking it up and just grooving
0: yeah
1: but it's great Uh. I mean it's fascinating how, how much they've changed but it was the time. I mean,
0: even while they were popular, they changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and there's also, and I'll get into this with other other
0: groups. So many members in a punk band. Oh yeah, so many. members Well, yeah. You, I mean, there's a whole brass. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, yeah.
1: And I have uh, there, we'll get into it later certain bands that start to make little cuts here and there, which is yeah. fascinating. <laughs> Like, do we need yes. two trumpet players? <laughs> yes. I will say, for the record, I'm a big Cool the Gang fan. But to me, they have probably the best name for a band ever. Cool in the it's Gang. Cool in the Gang, man. Yeah. You know, I love that. I think that's it's it's simple. It's you can uh, it's just identifiable, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah. Uh. All right, let's keep it going with another great big funk band. Mm-hmm. From the same era, and we're going to look at another live performance. Do you know Samandi?
1: I don't know Samandi, so this will be
0: interesting. Well, Samandi was a British uh, funk band from the early 70s. Mm-hmm. They had members from, I believe, like various uh, African nations and some, some islands, and it was a melting pot, mm-hmm. but they were basically uh, British uh and they were around for only a few years in the early 70s like three or four years they put out three albums and they dissolved in the past few years they've sort of gotten back together Mm -hmm. so we're going to watch a performance from just a couple years ago on your favorite radio station this is from kcrw live in studio recording uh but this is a song called bra from their first album which, if it sounds familiar, I think it may be because it's on the soundtrack to the movie Clockers. Oh, okay. I know Clockers. And okay. or De La Soul sampled it for one of the songs. That okay. okay. This will be interesting. I've but, never heard of Samandy,
1: and I'm like, they're spelling it in such a C-Y-M-A-N-D-E.
0: Yes. Which means dove in some oh. language that I'm not sure. See, I can't remember which. You learn
1: something, and I learned something.
0: Yeah. And uh, so this is their song, Bra, which I, I couldn't find. There's like no footage of them performing live in the 70s. Mm. There oh, just really? isn't. There just isn't. I couldn't wow. find anything on YouTube. So this is from like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. And I don't know how many of the band members now are original members yeah. uh and how many aren't, but this is a great performance. This is one of my favorite funk songs. Wow. And I think you're gonna like it a lot. How
1: did you discover them? Uh,
0: I don't know. <laughs> just deep down I
1: don't know.
0: That's so funny. Bro. Vaguely familiar. Yeah, I think maybe because yeah. of the reason that I that I mentioned. Oh, look at them.
1: I might know it from the instrument. I don't know the song.
0: Yeah, maybe like, I think maybe it's, like it's a piano sample. sample. Yeah. It's a pretty strong sample. Yeah. For, uh, uh, yeah, this sounds song familiar. a change in speed Okay. Okay. Yeah
1: no no okay yep yeah. yep oh uh, look these guys are great Just, these old dudes who are still so yeah, awesome still awesome still playing and still like yeah I got this yep oh uh, they sound great oh uh, this is so like great
0: like heartwarming it's like yeah these little guys still kicking it yeah and they it, were broken up for 40 years and they were only together for like three in the first place. That's
1: amazing.
0: I think the singer might not be the original man, but his voice just sounds different to me than okay. the original. And he seems like he's a little bit younger than them. If he
1: is, he's barely, he's like they <laughs> got a real young
0: guy. Yeah.
1: Oh that drummer's killing me. The drummer's awesome. The drummer's fucking killing me.
0: And then the conga player gets a nice oh, uh, solo for the bridge then. So. Blow your mind. Yeah, I love the drummer. He just looks cool. Yeah, he's just really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, God bless. Peace <laughs> <laughs> there's such a treasure trove on YouTube of live-in-studio yeah. radio stations, like inviting bands in. This is amazing so much too. Because who would think to
1: invite them? Like, yeah, which is amazing. You're you're a true music fan. like, you know, let's get. How do you pronounce your name again? Samandi.
0: Samandi. Let's yeah. get Samandy in here. I think it's one of those stories where they were like super obscure when they were around, and then later. They sort of got discovered oh, kind of like got and, and got love. a cult following like after that, you know, years after they've broken up. I'm gonna look them up, up tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a cool looking dude too. Yeah. Um, kinda looks like old Snoop
1: Dogg. <laughs> yeah, him and the drummer just going at it. Uh-huh. Oh, this is great nice <laughs> conga. <drum>. So, uh, <laughs> I, I love it. And now uh, they're just showing shots of the guitar and the sections. Like, this is fucking great. Yeah. They're really into it. It's conga bass. <laughs> conga bass. Conga bass is a thing. I have, in my life, fantasized about being in a punk band. Yeah. But just playing the Shakers. Sure. Like, I'm like, I could fucking kill it now. I <laughs> would be a great guy. <laughs> a of, triangle player. Yeah, playing the shakers. <laughs> I was like, I'll play tambourine a yeah. funk band. I'd be great at the tambourine.
0: Bass players playing a five-string bass. That's... Yeah. Now, to me, five-string bass in a funk band? Awesome. Five-string bass... In a rock band? <laughs> fuck you. It's not like, fuck you, you <laughs> pretentious jagger. Right, right, right. Yeah. Especially because like, a lot of those new metal bands like
1: oh, metal, yeah, five-string bass I remember videos of that. Yeah. yeah. I look at a five-string and
0: I just go, oh, I can't even. So like, Remember when we looked at Morphine, the guy plays a two-string bass? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Simplify it when it's rock and roll. Fuck. Yeah. Make it as complicated yeah. as you want. Cause That's It might as well been- be a jazz bass. mm mm-hmm. Because you're going to rip. But if you're a rock band, yeah. no, It's supposed to be simple. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they just killed it. Yeah, so look up some I'm, self-titled I'm, first album. I'm looking it up tomorrow. For more like that. Uh, but let's go to one of yours. I, I, just, I meant to say this at the top, too. It's funny. Again, our differences. Oh, yeah. We both love all funk, but my selections tend, are tend to skew to the early to mid-70s. Yes. And yours... Tend to skew to the late 70s, early 80s. Yes,
1: which is because that's how I was alive. Right, right, yeah, right.
0: It's just how it's what I remember. So we're not going in chronological order here. All of mine go in chronological order and all of yours go in chronological order, but I'm still alternating that. Oh, that's great. So we're going to jump back and forth as we time said, a little that's bit. How so made. set up your next clip.
1: Uh, up next is the band Heatwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, with one of my favorite songs of them, uh, called Ain't No Half Steppin'.
0: Which I'm not super familiar with except from... Big Daddy Kane? Big Daddy Kane. Yes. He samples He samples Ain't No Half Steppin'. Right. And in a song by the same name. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And uh, I love Ain't No Half Steppin' as just a phrase. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great thing to live by. You should not have stuff in life. Yeah. It's not a thing you should do.
0: Um, I'll tell you, this is sort of a weird side mm-hmm. note, but... The phrase ain't no half step in always reminds me of a weird thing because the first time I heard it was, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. Uh, They made t-shirts for spirit week and one of the students got to like draw the design and he was a good artist and it was like sort of a graffiti style Mm -hmm. and he drew a facade of the school and the mascot was a ram. So he drew like a big cartoon ram Mm -hmm. in the football uniform, sort of like. Rising up over the facade of the school mm-hmm. and looking like intimidating, yeah. And it said in like graffiti letters, he wrote "Ain't no half stepping." See, that's what made it cool, right
2: there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had
0: never heard it before. That I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> I don't know. But the I other love thing it. I remember about the t-shirt was, is there was a clock on like the top mm-hmm. of the front of the school, and in the drawing, he had set it to four twenty. <laughs> so I get with that. Yeah, means. <laughs> that's also how I learned. What that was? Oh, you learned a lot from one T-shirt. That's right. That's right. That's great. So anytime I hear the phrase "ain't no half step,", step in, in. I can picture the drawing of yes, as well as Ram. Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, I love this. Is to me their funkiest song. They this isn't one of their bigger hits. Their big hit that you will know mm-hmm. is Boogie Nights. Yes. uh Which was famously, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson tried to get that, and he couldn't get it. He couldn't, get it yeah. couldn't get it. Couldn't get it for the movie. Uh, they also have a, a disco song called Groove Line, mm-hmm. and they have a big uh, ballad called Always and Forever, which so many people have covered. Sure. Uh, those are their big claims to fame. But let's play it for a bit, and I'll yeah. tell you one of the reasons why I find this band fascinating. Um, they were big on, I love a band that plays live music, and they're still like, you know what? We're gonna have fucking amazing choreography. <laughs> That's I know that hard you too. to do. It.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I love it in a in just a singing band, but to have an instrument have an
0: actual band do this yeah. is fucking insane. And the choreography isn't like super complicated because you don't no. have to stand there and play the yeah. bass. But uh, it's tight.
2: Yeah.
1: So uh, the band is comprised of uh, Kevin DeMaligo of guys What The original guy The lead guy's name I forget Is actually from Dayton, Ohio Okay <clears throat> um, And he brought his brother in And he's the core of it With uh, the big claim to fame Is Rod Temperton mm-hmm. What do Rod Temperton is? Right. That name rings the bell Rod Temperton is a huge producer And producer All oh, of Michael Jackson's
0: name. Oh, okay
1: So Rod Temperton is the White, goofy-looking Keyboard Of this band mm-hmm. And he left the band, amicably, because uh, he's like, you know and I just want to be a writer and producer. Left the band, still produced and uh, uh, wrote for Heatwave, but got in with Quincy Jones, produced a
0: ton of Michael Jackson. Okay. Like the first two albums. Uh, off the Wall, a lot on Thriller. Um, this, I'm, I'm not going to give it away yet, but this is going to tie in to some yeah, stories I have to tell. This is going to be really, I'm very excited. Yeah, about. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so I always felt that, in two ways, because Boogie Nights was kind of disco-y. Yeah. I wanted to do a No a Half stepping because this is them at their funkiest. Um, this the is more funky. F- yeah. It's before, it's really a little bit before when disco broke big. Um, do you know what year this record came out? I don't remember, but it was before. It was definitely before
0: '77. Yeah, I would guess around 70s yeah so since kind
1: of, yeah because it's still that funk where it's not getting too disco-y right. and again that's one of those bands who are like it's so easy to make that quick pivot from funk to disco yeah they're like let's go make some money and it's do a, a fun disco it's yeah. a fine line yeah. yeah and they look a little younger so I think they're just uh, before 77 seven, seven. but the band itself Heat Wave it's kind of they've had so much fucking tragedy Oh, really? They've had revolving band members. Two band members in separate instances got stabbed. No, to death? Not to death. Oh. One of them, maybe. One got stabbed by his girlfriend. Ooh. Another one got stabbed uh, randomly. And then the lead singer, years later, got into a horrible, horrible car accident. Ooh. So it's one of these weird bands that just had horrible tragedies. Yeah, they're a little bit cursed, yeah. um, which is a shame. But yeah, there are just. Did any of them yeah. die in tragedy? Yes. Because. The guy in the, uh, I, I, I the got car accident killed him? yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I didn't know if you were going to say he was like disfigured or ruined yeah. his voice or it killed him. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. Um,
1: but, and uh, there was like a brief documentary on them on BET, and uh, they used to say this was like the band that would just spend hours practicing to get the funk right and to get the moves right at the same time. So they were always incredibly tight.
0: Like the temptation of the
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. At some point, maybe it's not... Oh, here it is. It's, are they doing Kung Fu fights? One of them jumped on his shoulders in one
0: show I saw, which is unbelievable. Yeah, they're just fucking it up. They're also wearing uniform costumes that start to blend into disco, too. Yes, They're yes. That, these, I don't know what you'd call them. They're sort of onesie jumpsuits. One, yeah, I think it's a jumpsuit. Which uh, looked good only in the 70s. With real, like, sashy, scarfy <laughs> <notes. laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I like when you and I try to describe fashion. <laughs> it's really hard. We don't know the names no. for different types of clothing. Well, we, we do our best. Yeah. We
1: do our best. Yeah, see everyone's on board. Yeah.
0: I don't know where they are live. I love the audience banter. Oh yeah. I hate audience participation in theater. Oh yeah I, I love it with music. Worst. Yeah. Like I, I know a lot of people hate it, but you know when you'll see some concert footage and like a whole verse, the lead singer will like hold the mic out oh, for the audience. Yeah. Like you know the words you sing yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. I love that I love that too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I love that too and I love the I love the um Prince would do this a lot. Is he would do it and then he'd stop and go, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go home if you're not gonna really think it's yeah, and you know yeah. it's a bit and you know you're being right, played right, but you right. don't care. Yeah. It's
0: like I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board with this bit. And some fans will go so far, like not to get off like, too far on a tangent, but like green Day and Foo fighters will often have a fan come on and like Play an instrument, they'll like hand over the oh, guitar, or, like cool. sit behind the drums. Oh, I love that. And it's also like when it works and they'll put it on YouTube and you'll get to see these kids. Like kids go up and just kick ass yeah. on a song with their favorite. Oh, band. that's
1: cool. And they're living a the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that
1: was a that was a heat wave. Yeah,
0: having the audience participate, mm-hmm. which is a nice way to end it. Uh okay, are you familiar, Kirk, with the Hustler's Convention album by Lightning Rod? No. no. Lightning Rod, whose real name is uh, Jalaluddin wow, was one of the last poets. Oh, okay. I know right. the last the poets. The last poets. I um, know the last poets. Gil Scott Heron. Yep. These uh, poets from the 60s and 70s who were sort of considered, like, the godfathers of rap. Yes. Uh, Hustlers Convention is an album of pretty much straight spoken word over, like, just the nastiest funk music you've ever heard. mm mm-hmm. So it was considered really early rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a documentary a couple years ago about the Hustlers Convention album. It's one album uh, by Lightning Rod. And I looked for old footage of Lightning Rod, mm-hmm. and there isn't any. But I did find this like this video of him doing the opening song from Hustlers Convention, which is called Sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like a... Um, more of a rock opera thing than a concert album, but it tells the story of two hustlers named Sport and Spoon. Oh. So the first two tracks on the album are Sport and the second track oh, okay. is Spoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first track is Sport, which is what we're going to hear here. All right. But this is just a clip that like someone in the audience filmed, so it's a little <sighs> shaky and it doesn't yeah. sound great. Uh, and it's a much older lightning rod because this is from just a couple years ago. And oh, okay. So it's probably like in his 70s. But in some ways it's even cooler because it's a little more raw mm-hmm. and the band is so on point. It's real funky. I think you're going to like cool. this a lot. And, I don't, Yeah, I don't know. I need this. I've and I highly it. recommend anybody check out the <laughs> Hustlers Convention uh, album and documentary. Oh, there's a documentary? The documentary, the, mo- the film documentary about it is, is sort of like, here's this great thing and it's a huge early influence on hip-hop okay so and there was no
1: it's not on YouTube or anything like that
0: of what the, the documentary not that I've seen but okay. maybe someone like bootlegged oh, okay. on YouTube I don't know check it out uh, yeah so we're gonna explore a little bit of where funk touches hip hop um, with light a nice long introduction but musically it's cool too so. oh he looks so like last poet oh he's yeah yeah <laughs> He's the last last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, he is right. So this is from yeah, uh, this is from early 2014, and I can't remember when Gil Scott Heron died. Oh, I think it was, think it was before 2014. 2014. Yeah. Uh, this is a great groove. Yeah, on the album he just goes right into his rap, but in this performance we're gonna get to hear him groove for a little while of course, but it's
2: good.
1: trumpet, trumpet's Trumb- rare trombone, trombone, sorry, yeah, yeah. trombone is rare uh, see now this is like a concert they're like, oh I would have loved to sing this live
2: yeah.
0: I just love watching him dance.
2: oh <laughs> yeah, it's just,
1: he's in his own thing man
2: <laughs>
1: it's funny because the groove is so great, yeah. Uh, it doesn't come off as pretentious
2: or annoying or anything.
1: Oh, yeah. Whereas if, I think in any other venue, or any other style. Like stand, slam poetry though, yeah. yeah. No, like, thank you. If there was no music, or no yeah. funk, or a different type of music, I would be like, oh boy. Yeah. And like,
0: hey. All poetry should be performed over music. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> huh? you are not wrong. <laughs> At all. Yeah. So he's just telling the story about when he was 11 years old when he first became a hustler. He's talking about like gambling and smoking pot. Uh, I
2: mean,
0: he's so cool. Yeah. Pinch pennies and down pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great line.
2: <laughs>
1: Going back to the base, uh, I found uh like with this because the guy's just playing the same groove over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, how your fingers just not get so tired? <laughs> yeah. How you just not ex- like I've I've done covers where it's the same. There's a couple of Jackson songs I know. Yeah. That's the same line And after like
0: two minutes, I like, start to cramp up. I just go, oh, I'm gonna switch to another song. Yeah, that's why I said when we when we were talking about punk and watching the Ramones, people always say like, ah, oh, it's just the same three chords. It's so easy to play. It's like musically, it's very simple, but yeah. just physically, oh, it's yeah. so
2: hard. Yeah. Just
0: all downstrokes. Yeah. Like, I get tired after one punk song. And I don't know how any drummer can drum more than two or yeah, three songs. exactly. Before it's, they poop It's out. unbelievable. Like, And you have to do it at that speed. You can't, yeah. like, well, maybe I'll slow down a bit. No, this is a punk song. You're yeah. going to go at that speed. It's like anything else. You eventually you develop calluses so yeah. your fingertips don't hurt. And you just get finger muscles. Yeah, you you get finger muscles.
2: It. You need finger muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I like that guy too. <laughs> I would give him a beat, and I might even blow him away. Oh,
1: wow, that's great that the crowd's like, yeah, we are with you. We know this. Oh yeah. We know this. this whole
0: band. album is such a huge cult. Yeah thing. More nice yeah. And I wonder if, uh, when they recorded this, if they did the whole
1: album or just sport. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Yeah. Just giving them a shout out. The music provided by the Jazz Warriors International
0: Collective. Yeah, they're great. It sounded like at the end there he was going into spoon, so I think maybe they, oh, okay. they did do the whole album.
1: That would be a great like little like. Small concert lounge yeah, act to go uh, to. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I doubt the guy performs regularly. so no. that must have been a real once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, thing.
1: yeah. I mean, that's uh, one time only. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so yes, check out the album Hustler's Convention, which is a
1: great name for now. Yeah, by yeah, the way, by oh, Lightning Rod
0: cool. from I think also 1973. A lot of 73 wow. in
1: here. Yeah, that sounds about right. when the Funk really started hitting.
0: But uh take us into the '80s, Kirk. Set up your next going play. into the '80s with a little cameo, early cameo, early early cameo. Yes, shake not, your pants. Not the cameo I know, not, not the word cameo up cameo. cameo, not
1: which I went to that concert. Really, I, word saw, up was... I saw word up the word <laughs> up concert nineteen uh, fall of nineteen eighty six. Yeah, in Cleveland. Uh, I don't think you're going to know who the opening bands were, but I'm going to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap duo, the Boogie Boys, mm-hmm. followed by a band that we'll eventually talk about, Full Force. Uh, you were right. Neither one's ringing a bell over here. Full Force is big in my life. Yeah. And then Cameo opened. Um right and, up. Interesting. They played a lot of Word Up off that album. Mm-hmm. They had another album before Word Up, which was a big R&B album called uh, Single Life. Okay. It had a ton of hits on it. Was not really funk, it was more R&B up-tempo Mm-hmm. So they're a band that is really they did a lot of changes as well.
0: Yeah, remind me of the the front man's name. Larry Blackman. Larry Blackman with his weird like cod copper piece. orange, his bright red cod piece. Yep, yep. and his big huge uh flat top high top face. Yeah. Yep. Now is he the drummer? He's here? the drummer. Yes. Because he does sing lead here, but yes. he's on drums. This is a much more disco-y, funky yes. cameo. Yes.
1: And this was it was always Larry's band.
0: Yeah, uh, always. He was always his thing. He's the guy from Gap.
1: Yes, but this is this is them at their disco funkiest. Yeah, and it also is that that uh, the song and the video to You're like, hmm. Yeah, there's a little cocaine sheen here.
0: Oh, this yeah. is super sweaty. Yeah, yeah.
1: which yeah. I like. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that.
0: This is the closest thing to uh, that Foxy video. Yeah, exactly. That we've seen. Yeah.
1: I mean, now. You take like Heat Wave, which yeah. had the, uh, jumpsuits. the jumpsuits, but they weren't as tight no, or is, These are unitards. These yes. are straight yes. up yes. unitards. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's just them like, okay. I'm not saying they're on coke, but I'm saying people it's did pretty, coke to this song.
0: I don't think you can be soaked in coke. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Like, <laughs> dusted
0: coke in this coke? This video is A light dust sprinkling? Yeah, 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 A sous
1: of it? Um, now, there's Larry doing yeah. the drums, singing, which I always thought that seems really hard to do. To drum sing to sing at the uh-huh. same time, yeah. that always seemed really hard. Well, playing
0: bass and singing is yeah. impossible. Yeah. I was, I'm always amazed when people can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, like staying and
0: stuff. Because like, if you're playing guitar and singing, you're playing the chords that you're singing. Yeah. Right? Bass, you're playing a bass line and singing a whole separate melody, yeah, which is weird. It's, I love it's a real tough thing to separate, yeah, what your fingers are playing from what you're singing, yeah, yeah. you'll naturally sort of just start to play what you're singing, yeah. Oh, I could never, sense. I could never do both, yeah, that would be hard.
1: So, and there's
0: some slap there's bass, some right bass right there, bass slapping, yeah.
1: So, uh, cameo is fascinating to me because when they started out, yeah, this is before this big hit. They were at 1.14 band members. <laughs> so then they cut it down. This is like, I can't get a full set. It's, it's still like, like pretty big Yeah. By the time Word Up came, they were three. Right. Which just makes me laugh.
0: Yeah. Which, were the other two anybody here, as far as you know? Boy, oh boy, that's a good question. I well, it so. may as well honestly he really probably should have rebranded and renamed the band but no is one of those bands yes. where it's this person and whatever group he has yeah. and whatever he I he think to one
1: of them is in there I don't know which one but they also they were originally called when they first started, when they were 14 strong they were the New York City players uh, and they were like we need to get rid of that name because there's already a band, a band called the Ohio, the Ohio Players, players four right. great. The I, I, yes I always put them on uh, Where in Ohio are they from? They're not from Cleveland, no. No, I can't remember where they're from. Um, But uh, Larry Wise is like, okay, we're going to call Candace, which is a much better name. But they had a lot of good soul disco funk songs. Uh, They had another one that's great called Rigor Mortis. That's a great one. And then before Word Up, they had um, Single Life, She's Strange. Which was almost Larry Black on rapping. It's just him talking. Um, but this is them at their funkiest, and that they're
0: they've got a trombone. Yep, trumpets. Trumpet, you know, trombone, it's, it's one right. of those things where
1: I feel like the '80s rolled around.
0: Yeah, money's everywhere. Yeah, they're
1: like, we don't need this many guys. We can get synthesizers to play that uh, horn sound,
0: right? Let's and spend then spend them the them. money we were going to pay him on more cocaine.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a win-win,
0: guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. We could have a whole person's <laughs> worth of cocaine <laughs> if we cut the trombone yeah. out of the band. Yeah. If you look at the
1: brass section, guys, do you know how much
0: blow we'll have yeah. for
1: six months? <laughs> it's going to be great.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this is great to why I love Cameo in a different reason is they were never ones to be like, let's have synch- let's have synchronized things. It's no like, they're all doing their yeah, own yeah the fuck we want again yeah, very coke kid.
0: very cokey yes
1: she's that's strange she's
0: strange these are all like they're uh, I saying know. this is all 1984 but no this that's not is right 1980 so this is sort of yeah, they're showing us. some stuff yeah what comes next I
1: guess these are early yeah yeah Yes. And look at all these guys. Yeah, they're Tommy showing Jenkins. It. Tommy Jenkson was original. What's
0: on screen right now is they're showing us the lineup of the band through the years. Yes. Which is much smaller. <laughs> yeah, you go forward in Yes. That. The company <laughs>
1: guys are in 1980. <laughs> Tommy Jenkins. He was definitely one of
0: the guys that was uh, stayed for the longest time. Yeah. Yes. So I guess this video is copyright 1984, but the song's from 1980. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was a good one. Very... Very close to Foxy. Yes. Very, very, not as cokey as Foxy, <laughs> but pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah. Like at least their lips were like <laughs> peeling back <laughs> off of their skulls with the sweat of so coke <laughs> everywhere. Uh, all right. Uh, the next clip we're going to watch yes. is interesting. So I think we can reveal to the listener this is a band that both of us chose. Yes. You. Uh, The way I put the episodes together is you'll just email me five of your clips. Mm -hmm. I'll have my five clips and I'll sequence them and then we record the show. But every once in a while, for one reason or another, I might say, Kirk, not this one for this reason. I don't know if we've ever both picked the same clip before.
1: No, we picked the same group, but that's it.
0: Yeah. In this instance, we didn't pick the same song, but we did pick the same group. Yep. The Brothers Johnson. Who
1: are amazing.
0: Yeah. I vetoed your pick. Which song was it? Was it all be good to you? I think so. Uh, I don't think I
1: did strawberry letter. It wasn't strawberry yeah, letter. No.
0: Um, the reason I vetoed it was because it was a midnight special clip. Yeah, we had a midnight clip, special clip, and I have a soul train clip, and we didn't otherwise have any soul. And we train We need to soul train on. We do, and in fact, this is a little bit less funk and a little bit more soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's. I would say this is one of my top five, possibly top three favorite songs. Mm-hmm period wow i love this song a lot and here's, so this is your favorite brothers johnson song then? yes okay interesting although it's technically not a brothers johnson song
1: because it's quincy
0: because it's credited to quincy jones yes this is on a quincy jones album called mellow madness from i think 75 okay which came out before any brothers johnson yeah. records ever came out i guess quincy sort of discovered them and put them on his album yes they were, uh, they were like Motown session guys. Yeah. Yeah. So he brought them in for that album. But this is a song that was written by the Brothers Johnson. They perform it on Quincy's album. Mm-hmm. George Johnson sings it. Oh, nice. What Quincy's contribution is, I'm not sure. He put it together, I guess. Right. Yeah. But in this Soul Train performance, he's on stage with them playing That's it. That's amazing he's that he's on Beatles. Soul Train. Yeah, but it it credits it to Quincy Jones featuring the Brothers Johnsons, but but for all intents and purposes, it's a Brothers Johnson song. And if if there's a Brothers Johnson Greatest Hits album, I'm pretty sure this is on it. I have to hear because I have I have the best of Brothers Johnson. Okay, Uh, so this is uh, is it love that we're missing? Oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't see the title. And it's Soul Train, so it's the album version of their and their lip syncing, uh, lip syncing.
1: Yeah, this is on there. Yeah. Yep. I love this song. This is a great song. This is like one of my favorite soul songs, maybe my very favorite. This is a great fucking song. My favorite Brothers Johnson song is it's a tie. They have a great funk song, which I couldn't find on. YouTube really oh, get the
0: get funk the funk out of my, my face.
1: face. Yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> this is such a good song. I love George. He was,
0: he was, doesn't he look like Phil Lynas and Lizzie, But like <laughs> Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I sort of.
0: He's like tall and ectomorphic yeah. with a big afro and the shades. And then his brother Lewis, Lewis Thunder Thumbs. Best
1: I like He's my favorite Bass player ever Really? Ever.
0: Yeah. Yes. He's credited Almost as high up As Larry Graham Yeah with At least popularizing stuff. Yes Yes
1: He uh, Strawberry Letter 23 Yeah um, I went to my bass teacher And I was like Hey can you teach me this And she straight up said No no. <laughs> no She's like She's like Fuck you I, She's like I can kind of play it for you, yeah. but you, there's no point in you learning that. Yeah, because you're not Lewis Johnson. Yeah, she's like, don't even bother. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. Um, uh, what was my other favorite uh, Brother Johnson song? I can't remember. Uh, but other other facts about Brother Johnson. Um, they produced the Michael Jackson stuff. There's some stuff up. Yeah, the Yeah, Lewis wall. plays bass on almost yep. every track on Off the Wall and Thriller. Yeah, they did... Uh, um, uh, I forgot what song they gave to Michael Jackson. It, was a, it wasn't it was a hit by any means. But it was a disco track. song. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Heat Waves, Rod Temperton,
0: produced and wrote for the Brothers Johnson. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, I figured when you were telling that story. Yeah. That they're all, t- him and Quincy and the Brothers Johnson together. are all sort of tied up together. Yes.
1: Uh, Get on the Floor was the Michael Jackson song that the Brothers Johnson produced and, uh,
0: and uh, wrote for him. But in the band, the Brothers Johnson are George and Lewis. Yes. Lewis is Thunder Thumbs, the yes. bass player. And George is a great guitar player. Yes. I love his funk guitar. Yeah. And then they just get
1: session players to do the other. Yeah, I just remember my second favorite song is um, Running For Your Love.
0: Okay. Which is a slow... It's actually a lot in this band. Yeah. I think most people know Strawberry Letter 23. Which is a great song. And if they don't know the Brothers Johnson version, maybe they know the Shuggy Otis version. I don't know. That. You don't know Shuggy Otis? No.
2: Oh, uh, well...
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: that at all. Now but I have a for
0: our next B-Sides episode. Put, put a
1: pin in that one then yeah, yeah. i wanna hear that one. Uh,
0: again, put to great use by Quentin and Jackie Brown. Yep. Um, also, mean, uh, by the way, this is technically a Quincy Jones song and he's the coolest motherfucker ever. Oh, he is so great.
1: Yeah. I saw him in concert this summer. Did you? Where they did uh, two of his albums back to back. And they had they had a huge orchestra, and he came out. He's like in his mid to late eighties. Yeah. He came out and just sat down in a great jacket and was just like, "Yeah!" Clapping his hands on, saying, "Didn't do anything. Yeah. Maybe conducted a little bit of it,
0: but it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. He's a giant in music. Uh, in general, uh, we, should is, do a whole we should do a whole Quincy Tones episode. We should do a whole because he touches so much, touches of pop so music. much stuff. Yeah. He has. Uh, I love that song that is that is a great song yes
1: that could be my top
0: that's in my top five for brother Johnson easy top three yeah yeah I will say just as sort of a sad epilogue I didn't know until I was putting this episode together and I was reading about it online that Lewis died just a couple of years ago yeah like
1: 2014 I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah yeah just real recent yeah um, from
0: uh, according to the internet he died of gastrointestinal bleeding in his esophagus oh I didn't that, know you could even die staying, from throat point. bleeding, but yeah, yikes. He was, this only, is, he was only 60. That's way too young. I wouldn't have thought he was that young. He was younger than my parents. Yeah, he, he, must have, he must have been
1: a baby when he started out.
0: Well, if he was born in 55, this is 75. So, yeah, he's yeah. only 20 years old.
1: Ooh, and he probably started when he was like 18 or something. or Maybe he, even
0: younger because if he picked up the bass and started player. slapping and popping like pretty much right on – Larry Graham's heels. That would have been in the late sixties. Yeah, He would have been a teenager.
1: Yeah, so I think he probably have started session playing when in the a late teen. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really young. Yeah. Yep. Wow. But that was good. They should have been bigger. They should have way. People should have appreciate. Oh yeah. More more. Yeah, way yeah, more. yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: But I think it is because at their core they're like session guys. Yeah, I think it is. Like they're they're not, too talented to be rock stars.
1: Yeah, they don't. They're very low key. Yeah, you can see them even in this video. They're just they're just chilling. Yeah, so they're not that dynamic to be stars, but they're talented enough to have been.
0: Yeah, there deserves to be a documentary about them if there isn't one. Like the way they made those documentaries about like uh, um, those those bands that backed up everybody. In the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, should, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a couple of them, and I'm blanking yeah, on the names. They had a name. Muscle Shoals. Yeah. And then, uh, what was this? I keep wanting to say the Funk Brothers, but that's Motown. No. Yeah. But them, too. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see a documentary about the Brothers Johnson. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, your next clip is a greatest hit. Yes. Go ahead and... It's, uh, I, I will say this. There's a list on Wikipedia of every song yeah, that so was sampled. That's it. why do you know I I memorized the number. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I counted too. Yeah. Uh, 160 It's actually more. I went on a different website oh. called Who Sampled. Yeah. 292. 292
1: songs sampled this. I have songs. sampled George Clinton's Atomic Dog. Yeah. Which is staggering. Yeah. Staggering.
0: Yes. And also, I kind of didn't realize it's not a Parliament or Funkadelic song. It's a George Clinton solo song. I have a fact about that. Okay. So let's play Atomic Dog. Which we, people know. People
1: know. I put it on because this is one of my top five favorite songs to dance to.
0: Okay. Um, I, I will say I know it. I knew it first from a song that sampled. Oh, uh, Ice Cube? No. Um, Snoop Dogg. No, Snoop Dogg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which, uh, from the song that most people think is called What's My Name it's no it's not but it's technically yes. who or am I, I. yeah yes. parentheses no. what's no. and we love parentheses songs right
1: um but this first of all I call this song uh I, I, even though I hate this song I call it this song this is my Hotel California song yes.
0: what does that mean no. that's the
1: thing that one of my friends uh when he hears Hotel California he will never turn it off even though he owns
0: it, I always and turn it off as I soon got, as possible. Because that's am fucking. If garbage. it comes out in the one time, I accidentally broke my finger because I <laughs> jammed it into the into the dial so hard trying to turn off right Billy song. <laughs> but this is a song
1: I had on mixes. I have on album. I know it by heart. And if it's on the radio, I don't care. I'm playing it. Okay. If it's if it's if I'm somewhere like out in public and it's playing somewhere, I will sit and watch it. Yeah. Uh, or listen to it. So this is, yeah, it's the Hotel California. Um, but this is, what I found out about this song, it's credited to George Clinton, but it actually is a funkadelic song. Oh, real? Okay. And what I read was that they were like, at the time that this came out, there was a lot of dissension in the band. Yeah. And a lot of drama. And he could use the name of Funkadella. Uh
0: but has it already been recorded. It, it already been
1: recorded. It's, it's the uh, the It
0: is Funkadel. It is
1: funky yeah. It's the band members actually doing it. Um but uh, but George Royce is like, Okay, well then it's George Clinton. Yeah.
0: Did you ever go see them?
1: No, I never did.
0: I'm so disappointed in myself for never seeing them because they toured Constant. Yeah. I remember yeah. our, our local, like, club in Providence was called Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. That's a great fucking name for club. Yeah, Lupo. And uh, they'd advertise in the all, weekly every week and have, like, the calendar on the back page of everything that was coming. And it felt like, like George Clinton and would come around, like, twice a year. Wow. He was always there. And I never went to see them. Not that he's still alive, yeah, so he still yeah. can, but yeah, he's so old, old. So, yeah. If we're yeah. gonna go see him, we need to do it soon. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I love Parliament. Um, I love this song so much. This is my favorite. Yeah. Just because it's so fun to dance to. And there's, it's just so funky as fuck. Yeah. The video is weird because it's like Cats. Yeah. It's set in 80s style with video games all over the place. It's like
0: a Stray Cats video on cocaine
1: Yeah, it knowledge. is.
0: It's a little yeah. odd. <laughs>
1: There's cartoons in it. George isn't really Even in it. Even
0: the Snoop Dogg Doggy Style album's cartoon like, cover art yes. bites from this. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm not going to say bites. It's clearly it's a, clear lot. a lot. It's clearly a lot. Yes.
1: But, yeah, the fact that this has been sampled 290 times. But it,
0: for me, it's, it's Snoop Dogg. Because you got to remember, I'm like 10 years old when yeah, exactly. Doggy Style came out. Yeah. And so I heard that 100,000 times <laughs> first. And, and then, then you're like, oh, yeah. It like... Yep. the whole G-Funk era was full of funk samples oh, that yeah. I later heard the original and I was like oh it's that's the song that uh, do you like that Dr. Dre used cause uh, there's that almost the uh, other part of
1: Parliament Funkadelic Funkadel- uh that does like maggot brain and oh yeah it's the, kind the, of frank zappa it's more like psychedelic yeah are you a fan or... of that i can't listen to that oh yeah 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 you, you did i figure yeah. you like like one of my friends was like oh maggot brain and i was like okay <laughs> no this is not what i know. <laughs> like maggot brain no. no not at all yeah i mean this is decidedly 80s so oh, yeah um, so. 80s electro funk. Yeah. is right in my way. I can tell you my favorite
0: fucking bell song but Bop Gun. Bob Gun fucking great. Bop Gun, yeah, which is not the kind of uh, gnarlier stuff you're talking about. Yeah, straight up song. That's straight up yeah. I think
1: mine would be uh, Get Up for the Downstroke. Yeah. Which I'm a, a big name. fan of. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, he did the oh fuck, what does that guy do? He did a, a theme song to the um, sci-fi movie. A really bad sci-fi movie. I don't know. We're going to continue talking. I just want to. Say, I this. know
0: that you've been to the Broad Museum, which is the yes. newer art museum in LA, where there's a, uh, an art piece titled "Why." Yes, right. Where it's just it's just stencils, black stenciled yes. letters on a big white canvas that says, uh, "Why must, must I, I be like that? Why must, must I, I chase, chase that cat?" cat?
1: I have that. I posted that picture on Instagram. I
0: figured that must be one of your favorites at that yep. museum. I took a picture yeah. of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. I wanted there to be a second piece next to it that just said, Nothing but the Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God, dude.
1: That would have been great.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the movie I always think of, again, maybe because I'm a little younger than you, I don't know if you've ever even seen this movie. Well, yeah, it's from the 90s. So remember PCU? <laughs> oh, Jeremy I know
1: Kibben PCU. John Faber. Oh, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I've that. seen PCU.
0: Yeah. Yes. And they, there's a conceit through the movie where they're trying to get people to come to their parties so yes. they can raise money to save, quote unquote, the pit, which is yeah. like this place where they live the hang illegally on, it's, on it's campus. It's kind of a
1: fraternity but not a fraternity Right, like the fraternities are the bad guys.
0: So they, they yeah. named their... Their, so yeah. gonna, their band's going to perform and the name of their band is Everybody Gets Laid. So they put... They, they put flyers up around campus to say, tonight at the pit, everybody, everybody gets played. laid. And then they realize they need an actual band. And in the movie, it's people. George Clinton comes yes. in and they play the party. I bet you at that age when you saw it, you're like, that's a good movie. I remember seeing it. Uh, I'll tell you exactly how I saw it. Uh, at the very beginning of my freshman year of high school, Comedy oh, Central ran a God. marathon for a week of school-related yeah. movies. At the beginning of September, and that was one of the ones they showed. So I watched PCU and Back to School over and over again. Back to School is fucking great. It's <laughs> really great. I love Back to School. Another movie that has a band play a party in it. Oh, you Go Go Go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I love it. Who don't really belong in this no, episode? so that's we won't okay. mention them again. Yes, I just
1: remembered. And before we move on, yeah, the song that it's a very weird. Uh, George Clinton did the theme song to the Black Hole, which was a sci-fi movie. Was that the, the, the Disney movie? one? Yeah. That was a Disney soundtrack movie, right? It's weird. He did it. It's on his greatest hits. Yeah. It's the last song of his greatest hits and you're like, this is odd that he did it. Huh. Yeah.
0: George Clinton did a movie for a (laughs) Disney soundtrack. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Real weird. All right. Uh, My my last clip, and then you'll have one after this, but my last clip takes a little bit of setting up. I'm already going to predict that you won't like it because you don't like Maggot Brain. Yeah. (laughs) I do not. This is funk that's really more into the psychedelic rock Yes, funk rock sort of mm-hmm. realm. This is a band called Witch, and this is a genre, a sub-sub genre called Zamrock. Do you know what Zamrock? Oh my God, is? Paul. No. <laughs> okay. Zamrock is a brand of psychedelic funk rock from the African country of Zambia in the late seventies. Oh my God. Uh, In Zambia, Zambia went through like sort of an economic boom Mm -hmm. in the 70s. Uh, I think there was some sort of political revolution. Mm -hmm. And then also because of their uh, copper exports, they just were doing really well economically. Mm -hmm. So Zambia throughout the 70s went through a boom and with that came more art Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the soil in which Zamrock flourished. But it was a short-lived movement because then uh, after their boom, Zambia sort of went bust because the price of copper plummeted and, sadly, AIDS ravaged the country. I do remember that, yes. And everybody in which except the front man died of AIDS.
1: Oh, my fucking God. Really? Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, So Zamrock was short-lived for that reason. And they sort of disappeared for decades, like uh, Mm -hmm. Samandi. Uh, But in recent years, again, uh, the lead singer, who I wrote down his name because I can never remember it, Jagari Chandra, Mm -hmm. sort of has reformed a new witch and is performing again. (laughs) Wow. So this clip is from them performing recently. Again, there's no footage of... Which are Ngozi family or any Zamrock bands performing back from when Zamrock was current. But uh, they performed this set in London uh, recently, within the last couple of years. We're going to watch a clip from a 40-minute long Mm -hmm. YouTube video. There's no shorter version. So I'm going to skip ahead to about 28 minutes in. But anybody listening who wants to watch it later, I recommend (laughs) We're going to watch all 40 minutes. (laughs) Right, right, right uh one last note before we start this which like gq and troop before that no. on our show is an acronym yes give it to me and this acronym unlike gq and troop is fucking awesome. All right. which w i t c h stands for we intend to cause havoc yep yes yeah yeah that's how you do that that's how you do it (laughs) that's how you do it they fucking nailed it yeah okay i mean as much as
1: i love troop they don't know how to do (laughs) that
0: it's a different style of music it's a different style of background yeah uh so this is the song lazy bones which if they had anything like a hit uh this was sort of their most well-known song
2: some people may be familiar with the next song it's called lazy bones
0: this is your introduction to the Samurai, right. yeah, yeah, which I'm I love Virgin mm-hmm. Ears. I don't hate it. <laughs> This definitely leans harder into the rock and roll yes. side of funk, but yes. it's funk rock.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. funk rock. Right now, and I, I don't mean to. This is not the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Wait, let me hear a little more. Okay. It feels, like this is going to sound like an insult, but uh, maybe I can be schooled otherwise.
0: It feels a little jam it. Oh, see, I think it sounds garagey and real and real tight. It feels tight. a little like
1: the parts of the Black Crows that i don't. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh,
0: you're cutting beer.
2: <laughs>
1: I didn't do it. It's the only way I
0: can describe it. Uh, uh is that guy right there. Well yeah, I mean there's there's yeah. no one left from the original yeah. band except for uh, the lead singer. So, so he's got a couple it looks like a couple of British kids. And some yeah. of the band is like young white kids. Yeah. I mean, um, that's
1: that's my that's again, I'm coming at it with virgin ears. Sure. And uneducated about it. So that's my first impression of it. Uh, I think this is
0: way harder and Tighter and less bullshitting <laughs> than the black fucking pros. It is probably yes. I will give
1: you that it is less bullshittier. <laughs> Again, that was a shortcut because I didn't know how to describe it. That's yeah. my first. That's the problem too. Is like I don't in general do not like guitar solos. Uh,
0: I do in the right context. Yeah. Um. Like here's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, I like
1: the drummer. The yeah, g- the, the drummer's th- fun. The th- drummer beat, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, but I can't hear enough of the bass. Because it's yeah. so guitar-heavy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh the bass I think is a little higher in the mix on the studio version of okay. the Okay. Okay. Uh but it is definitely a fuzzy guitar sound. Yes. Is, not... That's another thing. I'm not a fuzzy guitar. Guy. Yeah. Uh...
1: what? But the, the drummer sways. drummer's good. Yeah.
2: What, yeah. what were you
1: going to ask? I, I was trying to figure out is there two guitarists in it? Or is that one guy? Uh, I think there are two guitarists. Okay, so one's playing like rhythm and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a the rhythm and a lead. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't even see the basses. I haven't yeah. really shown him
0: But Jagari for years just like was. You know, he just worked at gas stations and was not a celebrity on any level. Wow. He just became a regular dude. And then again, like Zamrock is a thing that just kind of Popped gained down, to yes. listeners in the past few years. Like, like just recently? yeah. Like the kind of people who just kind of like dive in bargain bins and record stores and, and unearth wow. things because the internet is so much easier to spread that around. Yeah, yeah. So. All these old bands and old
1: subgenres get rediscovered. I do love that it's giving this guy like a second lease on his, on yeah. his musical
0: career. That's pretty fucking cool. Thank you. Um, I take a rest. I'd, I'd like to join the end. So yeah, there's a, a 40 minute set of Witch playing live. I recommend people watch. <laughs> the whole thing. I've watched the whole thing a bunch. Listen, listeners, you don't have to listen to me. And there's not a lot of Zamrock available on record, so you can go on Spotify and listen to pretty much every existing Zamrock album or record in existence and just steep yourself in it. If I ask you
1: how you discovered Zamrock, are you going to say, I don't know? (sighs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm not keeping secrets. It's just... No, I know. Maybe I just clicked a link on a blog one day I was maybe, like, maybe then reading then like a music like blog yeah. and then read about it or I don't know uh, uh, like which true. album got re-released and yeah. I read a review on Pitchfork or or I don't I really don't know I don't it's know. fascinating because obviously you didn't grow up
1: with this at all no you I've only know known about
0: it. this for the past three or four yeah. years maybe that's amazing that's yeah. amazing to me yeah but I don't really keep yeah I don't remember anymore where I heard of things It's just sort yeah. of what goes into my brain and my Spotify playlists and then I listen to it so much yeah. that I forget where its origins are. For me. yeah, well, you're more adventurous than me. So, uh, well, yeah, but that, <laughs> that gives that gives an episode like this a lot of variety. That's right. Uh, we're going to end on another huge name in early eighties fun. Yes. May putting some t- uh, tying some things up as well. Okay, tell tell the story because I don't I'm, I know the Gap Band, but I don't know this song. That Super well. This is uh, I love the Gap Band. I again
1: I saw them in concert. Okay, uh, I saw the Gap Band in concert. I think right around this time.
0: This is like eighty three, eighty four. I believe. I'm pretty sure, if memory serves, that you dropped a bomb on me as a like Funk party. Drop the bomb is their biggest
1: hit. That's a huge. That's thing. a huge one. That yes. was before this. Before this, they also had. um Burn Rubber, which is a great fucking song. Yeah. Again, too big of a hit. Um, they've had a ton of hits. Um, I saw them right around this time. I was around 12 or 13, and I had, I made my parents take me because they wouldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go alone. Yeah. And this was around the time where they played their hits and everything. And then in the middle of it, they would do the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Yeah, motherfucker burn. And my mom looked at me and she's like, "I can't believe I. Oh, <laughs>
0: she was so like,
1: not happy."
0: But it's not the radio, so she can't just turn it no, off.
1: No, and we weren't about to leave because we paid money. Yeah. Um, but so I did get to see them in concert. It was great. The Gap Band is consists of uh, three brothers, the Wilson brothers. Uh, Charlie Wilson is the uh, lead singer and kind of the leader of it. Are Charlie Wilson tied together? Very, very good friends with Snoop Dogg. Oh, like buddies. Okay. Like, uh, Charlie Wilson is uh, his. Is he fr- Is is the Gap Band from
0: L.A.? No. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: they're not originally from L.A., but uh, Charlie Wilson just became really good friends with Snoop over the years, yeah. And coined the uh, uh, Snoop has nicknamed him Uncle Charlie. Oh. And that's how kind of what he goes by. The Gap Band in recent years have been very acrimonious with each other. Uh. They're all brothers, but then it became a whole, like,
0: who owns Gap Band? Who is Gap Band? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> You're telling me yeah. a band made up of real-life brothers are acrimonious, that yeah. they're not getting along? Weird, right? Uh, never heard of that
1: before. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a thing until the Gap Band.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a thing in music. <laughs> yeah. That brothers end up fucking hating each other yeah. when they're in a band together. I uh, So they don't tour anymore together. Okay. Uh, only, is this a climax situation where there's three different Gap bands floating? No, around? I think
1: uh, Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson goes on his own. He's kind of has a um, a medium solo career. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he sings all the Gap bands songs when he's on tour. Right now, he's on tour with Keith Sweat. Ooh, which that's another. Topic. That's pretty. Special. I love me some Keith Sweat. Yeah. So, um, but this is one of my. This is one of this isn't my favorite gap band song, though I like it very much. Mm-hmm. This is very indicative of a uh early eighties funk yeah. and early eighties funk videos. Because this video is cheesy as fuck. But it's a party great. video. It's a party video,
0: because it's the party train. Yeah. So let's just play the party train. Sure. Oh. I can tell you what slightly more modern video this reminded me of right now. Do you remember the video from a few years back for uh, I'm Sexy and I Know It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very similar thing yep. where it's like just dudes on the boardwalk yep, sort of having a
1: yep. beach party on the street. And uh, if you guys do watch this, this is Venice Beach. Yeah. Venice Beach in the 80s, which doesn't look that different now. <laughs> I mean, still sh- Venice Beach is still fucking shitty. Yeah. Touristy. Still has some muscle uh, beach gym. Yeah. You know? uh, but they shut down the street and put on the gap and... The Gap Band love them some cowboy hats. They yeah, always wore hats like this. Also,
0: Charlie wearing all leather. All leather. And it doesn't look that cool. <laughs> no, it is LA, so it's never that cool. Yeah. Um, but hey, you gotta look
1: cool. Yeah, you gotta look cool. So it's there's gonna be a big party. And it's you this is why I thought you might like this too, because there's kind of like a dance off because it's yeah. the it's the boxing ring where there's going to be dancing this was also the time where breaking became big and you're like well every funk dance video has to have breakdance yeah, okay. so there's a lot of breaking in this Sahara Krishna for some reason yes it's
0: because they, they get a little wacky <laughs> here yeah there's like uh, young people playing old people yeah and which never works yeah.
1: and you can tell that they're young and you can tell that they're dancers you're right and um, they're just but it's just a fun
0: yeah yeah I'm sure they spent like an entire day filming this. <laughs> yep. And had, the had them all. Yeah.
1: I, uh, yeah, I used to break dance in this in eighth grade because <laughs> uh, it's a great song to break dance to. You can elect your voodoo to it and all that good stuff. As you'll see, uh, there's a ton of breaking in this. And uh, there's also, of course, Charlie Wilson on the beach in a Speedo coming up very soon.
0: And just all sorts of LA
1: types. Yes, very, very L.A. centric.
0: I gave the video a look before we uh, recorded the episode. I, what, do I remember someone on roller skates at some point? Oh, yeah, did yeah. Did I make that up? No, there's but a roller I skating. I think it's the guy we
1: roller skating with a guitar on. We're holding a guitar. Right, which reminded me of the uh, George Benson video for Give Me the Night. Which I love yeah. that fucking video so much. George Benson, another guy that I love
0: desperately. Um We've had George Benson because we heard the on-Broadway.
1: Yes, get out of yes. We oh. need more
2: George
0: Benson. Oh, it's a
1: dancing Hare yes. Krishna. He's, he's locking. He's a locking oh, yeah. Hare Krishna. <laughs> and not bad. There's some splits. I um, also see there is Charlie Wilson in his speedo. Um, Thanks, Charlie.
0: <laughs>
1: these kids fucking killing it.
0: Um, see how, notice how he doesn't give his brothers the chance to show what they've got. Oh no, no.
1: Charlie Wilson is the the voice and the, the sexuality of <laughs> the cast. <laughs> right.
0: The brothers are all talented, they all are great musicians, and they contributed, but... He does sort of uh, face himself there where he poses next to a bodybuilder yes. and he just sort of looks like a dumb straight <laughs> <bee. laughs> Yes, because he's so skinny like okay we've just seen him in a speedo where he's like making yeah. himself look but in, but in this shot it's like oh he just looks like a dump yeah <laughs> yeah. next to the body next moment. to this huge just guy. a bit of fun there yeah. um yeah that's
1: Lonnie Wilson I can't yeah. remember the other brother one plays guitar
0: uh I his keyboards also lots of 80s bikinis which are really yes. small tops and long butts that yes that's that was the look. You had to have a That's long love. butt
1: in, the, <laughs> in the long, flat butt. That was sexy. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, I'm 12, 13 years old watching this video. Yeah. Not only as a guy who loves breakdancing going, this is amazing. Yeah. Loving the gap band, And then like, oh, and there's girls in the bikinis. Bikini girls. This video is the best. Sure. It's very interesting to watch this breakdancing now. It's like watching basketball in the 80s and seeing them dunk. Yeah. You go... Ah, uh, it's better now. Like, it's gone so far, it evolved so far. Right But so like they were way, inventing. Yes, they yeah. were inventing it at the time. But it's so, it's progressed so much more. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that guy's great. Oh, he got arrested. It's too much breakdancing. But what's he gonna do? Oh, wait a minute.
0: Is the police officer at dancer? I don't show? know. What? Oh, sure. he, he wasn't a cop What is that <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, that's great he is a cop he's just a dancing cop he's the dancing cop All right,
0: more Charlie. Charlie's yeah, at the end they're
1: like you know what let's get Charlie in, in the speed up. and yes Venice is weird as fuck it's, yeah, it's still just, weird as fuck it's weird as yeah but but muscly
0: dudes and bikini chicks yep still the stick
1: that's the thing of Venice yes but, like, uh, Charlie has done songs with uh, Snoop yeah, a couple, like, maybe like five or six years ago. he had a great hit with him.
0: This uh, video ends weirdly abruptly. Yes, a
1: little too abruptly. Uh, uh, Snoop and Justin Timberlake and Charlie Wilson.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which is a great trail.
0: Snoop Dogg has become just sort of a goodwill ambassador to all music. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's just
1: fascinating to me how, how friendly he is with Charlie Wilson. And then with everybody, yeah, with everybody. Everybody, He
0: was on the Daily Show 10 or 12 years ago, and he was just like, you know, stoned as fuck the way he is. (laughs) Just sort of leaned back in his seat, and he had like a pimp chalice in front of him. Oh my god, and he was just being his goofy self. And Jon Stewart just sort of leaned over to him and touched his elbow and said, Hey, remember when white people were afraid of you? (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that. And And he just sort of cracked up, and it's true, like, he changed his image so hard. From yeah. the gangster rap thing, well, like he saw where it was going yeah. after Biggie and Tupac died, he was yeah. like, uh, he's "No like, you more of that." I just, I just want to have fun. Yeah, I just want to have fun, smoke weed, yeah.
1: make your music. Yeah, run uh, football leagues for kids. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, like deep cover that first song he did with Dre. That was hard as fuck. Yeah, he was he was intimidating. He was yeah, a, yeah, intimidating gangster rapper. And, and now he's at at Joker's wild. Yeah, now he's a, another talk show story of his that I love. That's even better. Is he was on. Larry King once, Mm -hmm. and Larry King is interviewing Snoop Dogg. And Larry King, I mean, we're going off on such a tangent to end the show, but it's such a good story, and I don't know when else I'm going to have a chance to tell it. Larry King asks Snoop Dogg who are his influences, who are some of his favorite Mm -hmm. bands. And the first, I think it's the first band out of Snoop's mouth, he says, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Larry King immediately goes, what goes up? No! <laughs> just, I know! Uh, down. Oh because he's confused Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, that's so And brilliant. he started singing Spinning Wheel. And Snoop Dogg, one of the world's most natural improvisers, just yes ends him and starts singing along to Spinning Wheel. He doesn't care. He doesn't he correct. Sure? He doesn't say, no, 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 that's B- Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Earth, Wind, and Fire did September. Yeah. No, he just starts singing Spinning Wheel. Uh, that's. Because uh, he could have been like, no, motherfucker, that's no. Earth, and Fire. No. Oh, because
1: God. he's. He's fucking Snoop. Yeah fucking the D-O-double-G. <laughs> and maybe he does like
0: Blood Sweat. Yeah. and It's not a bad
1: song. One more thing before we end this and I'm yeah. glad you brought this is actually good that you brought up that story. Uh, we didn't put in Earth, Wind, and Fire
0: and I just wanted to comment. We've, we've had them before I think, didn't we? No, we, we we've, haven't had uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, didn't we do September at some point? No. Well, so. that was an oversight but I mean the, We like, could
1: I, as, I I sent an email to Paul saying like Earth, Wind & Fire is like on the Prince level of importance to me. Yeah. And there's so much more. Not that anything's wrong with these bands and these bands are amazing. Earthwind & Fire like transcends funk music to me. There's so yeah. much more than funk music. Yeah. Even though they have funky songs and very funky songs and very, very funky moments in time in the 70s. I just couldn't add them because it's it's like...
0: Funk, this is one of those episodes where the category we've tackled is so broad that we could have thin-sliced it into so many different episodes. And we'll do another Funk episode at one point.
1: We'll do something with Earth, Wind & Fire,
0: because they are very important. Again, one of my father's favorite bands. And he got to meet them because when he was Mm -hmm. in college, he was one of the guys in charge of, like, the extracurricular organization that, like, booked and managed concerts. Oh, wow. So... I guess like when they had Jethro Tull play on campus, he was like Ian Anderson's driver. Oh wow, that's and pretty fucking cool. I don't know if he got to drive Earth, Wind, and Fire around, but he got to liaise with the band. Wow, because he organized the concert. That's fucking great. He loves Earth, Wind, I and mean, Fire. I
1: love Earth, I Wind, and Wind, Fire. They're still going strong. Yeah, they're still wonderful.
0: Um, but yeah, that's uh, that'll do it for that's our, our fun, fun show. Episode. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening. And if you're a regular listener to Music Raygun, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. You can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram as at Music Raygun Podcast. You can always send an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Chris Pinchon. Until next time.
2: See ya! See ya! It was a full moon in the middle of June, in the summer of 59. I was young and cool, and shot a bad game of pool, and hustled all the chumps I could find. Well now they call me sport, cause I pushed the bar short, and loved all the woman to death. I partied hard, and packed a mean rod, and could knock you out with a right or a left. I had learned to shoot pool, playing hooky from school. At the tender age of nine, and by the time I was eleven, I could pad roll seven and down your whole quarter wine. I was making it a point to smoke me a joint at least once during the course of a day, and I was snorting scared while other kids played tag and my elders went to church to pray. I pitched pennies and down bennies and played the horses at the track. I've wanted cards against tremendous odds And my favorite game was blackjack I sold and lost cause my game was so boss I mean I had my shit down pat and I was running through bitches like rags to riches. Cause that's where my heart was at. Yes, I was a down stud's dream. A hustler supreme. There wasn't no game that I couldn't play. And if I caught a dude cheating, I would give him a beating. And I might even blow him away.